What is up, everybody? Rich here. Welcome back to the Drum Mantra Podcast. I have to tell you all that my brain is nutso right now. I I can't even believe it's... I think it's been three weeks again since I've done a podcast. It's... I'm just... I don't even know what to say. I... I just... I have a lot of things going on. <laughs> And then I and then again I'm like, "Oh yeah, I have a podcast." And the only reason I remembered now is because I got a uh, message on Facebook this morning from a buddy of mine in Florida who said, "Hey man, I've been loving listening to the podcasts. I just listened to the Ari one last night. It was amazing." And I'm like, "Oh yeah." So, thank you Caleb for reminding me that I have a podcast. And I think I said this the last time that I uh, took a hiatus. I came on and I said, man, I forgot I had a podcast. And then someone reminded me of it. So, dang it, here I am. And uh, I'm just going to check in and kind of fill everyone in on what's been happening. I don't even know if I can remember everything that's been happening. I feel like I feel like life is just in fast motion right now. And it's been like that for a very long time. But just... There's a lot of a lot of irons in the fire, and um, I'm just trying to uh, keep everything balanced, which is is going great. But it, it it sometimes pulls me away from certain things that I really want to keep doing, like this podcast. So um, I th- I'm gonna just I'm gonna start with the most recent thing, and then I'll work backwards as long as I can. But you know me, I'll probably go on a tangent, and. Uh, who knows where it'll lead, but I'm uh, right now, currently, this very moment at 10.28 in the morning on Friday, April something, I am heading towards, I'm going to an elementary school to uh, rehearse a bunch of kids for a play that they have coming up, a concert, a musical concert, um, it's one of the many, many, many concerts that are going on right now in this Ravinia program that I've, I've talked about before. But uh, we are in concert season right now. So this is my last uh, rehearsal with this particular school, and then they will do, be doing a concert in two weeks. But in the next... Man, let me... Okay, let's see. In the next month... In the next 20 days, I will probably have played at least 20 concerts at different schools, literally racing from one to the next. There are days when I have three in a row. Um, I have several days with three concerts in a row at three different locations. So it's about to get insane, and uh, we call this Ravinia season. And then after we do the concerts at all the schools, we go up to Ravinia, to this beautiful uh, theater, and all the kids are bussed up there, and they do their concerts for the other kids. There's 4,000 kids in the program, and there's I think there's 12 or 15 teaching artists, and I'm one of those teaching artists. So we will we will back each classroom of all 4,000 kids over the course of two weeks in May, 
and then that ends the season until August when we do professional development again and crank it back up. So that's kind of my my part-time day gig, I guess you would say. It's a it takes about 10 weeks out of my out of my year in the spring time. It's fun. It's it's stressful because these are like 5-year-olds through 8-year-olds and you know, we've got to get them singing and performing and we only see them either five or ten times. Anyway, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm driving down to the final rehearsal so I have a little bit of time to talk. Um, the The big thing that I've been working on lately, and if, if you've been on social media, on my media uh, locations, you've seen me mention the Drum Mantra 3030. The Drum Mantra 3030 is now officially underway in the test pilot program which basically means I've selected one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've selected seven people, and myself is eight um, drummers from around the world. All the drummers are trained uh, drummers, and also they are educators. Some of the guys have their masters. Um, some of the guys are like full-time touring artists. Um, big a big array of different people a lot of jazz guys um, so I've got a guy in LA I've got a guy in Denver a guy in Winnipeg uh, up in Canada I have a guy in Milwaukee I have a guy in Chicago I have a guy in Switzerland and I have a guy in The Hague in the Netherlands and so what they are doing, those they're they're my test pilots, and every day they're going through the drum mantra thirty thirty, and the thirty thirty is a course that basically covers most a good portion. I'm going to say most, and when I say most, I mean fifty percent. I mean I mean actually I mean about forty three percent of the foundational series book. The reason I say forty three percent is. The entire book covers the uh, you know, half. The book is the right foot, and then half the book is the left foot. So, it doesn't go into any left foot stuff. That is something that once you've developed the right foot through the course, you can go back and do the course again with your left foot. But here it is: thirty minutes a day for thirty days. And uh, you know, some people are looking at like I've been getting a lot of uh, messages on. It's crazy. People are starting to kind of not come out of the woodwork, but people are starting to reach out to me and ask about the Drum Mantra Thirty Thirty Challenge. And it's not really a challenge; it's challenging, but it is a course. It's like an official course that basically will allow you to graduate from the Foundational Series book. The Foundational Series book has been out now for about a year and a half, and it's selling all over the world, and people are posting pictures of it and pictures of themselves looking at the exercises and saying they're practicing the exercises. But the thing is, the book is deceptive in many ways. You, when you flip through the book, your, your first thought is, oh yeah, I understand this. And then you might put the book down and go, okay, I get it. This is an experiential book. It's, uh, it's all about actually doing the exercises. Imagine that. Um, but it's really about the amount of repetitions that each exercise is given. 
the reason for the repetitions is we want to develop our muscle memory. That's a big one. Muscle memory is huge. When your muscles understand certain movements, you no longer have to think about them before your body can do them. So the whole goal of developing muscle memory on a deep level is to be more immediate in your ability to respond musically. And we cover all possible different combinations of coordination. It's like a grid system and, and it, it, it's in a way it's it's nothing new. Um, and that's hard for me to say because I spent 10 years developing the, the whole concept. But um, it's, it's a combination of everything that I've grown up working on. Stick control, Ted Reed's syncopation book, uh, Gary Chester's New Breed. Those, are, those three books are definitely in me big time. And this has, this has pieces of each of those concepts kind of packaged up in a, in a way that is more deliberate in the method of practice. So the 30-30 takes you through 30 days, 30 minutes a day. And uh, it starts off on page one at a nice tempo. And it's funny because the original play-alongs that came with the book, the, the, the first play-along tempo is, uh, I believe it's 93 beats per minute. It might be 91. But I had so many reports from people in my classes, in my uh, like master classes and workshops, say, can we please slow this down? And for me, I'm like, you know, I've, I've practiced this stuff so much that I'm thinking 91 is totally comfortable. And I had a student, um, Brent, at the latest, uh, most recent VIX drum shop um, workshop, say, I like to practice this stuff more like in the 50 range. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So we slowed it down. We took it way down to, uh, I can't remember what we took it down to at, at the at the workshop, but um, I moved all the play-alongs down to 73 and feeling like, man, this is slow. I hope the test pilots, I, I'm interested in seeing how the test pilots respond to this. Hopefully they're not going to be like, oh my gosh, this is grueling. It's so slow. It's so, it's so tedious. Every single person reported back to me because here's the deal: the test pilots are testing everything about it. They're testing uh, the way the playalongs feel, the way the the way the exercises flow, and they re they report back to me after each day. Um, we've got a long string of uh, messages and stuff going over in a Slack channel, and um, every single one very comfortable with that tempo even suggesting that the tempo might be able to be a little bit slower for for younger students and it's 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 really crazy to me that uh i don't know it's just it's just it's really eye-opening to uh see other professionals from around the world you know sharing a sharing an experience and reflecting on it and having these similar kind of um things so Super excited. We're actually in day two. Day one started yesterday. Day two is today. So um, it's, I'm, I'm so pumped about this. It's the, the one thing that the guys don't realize is day one is, is like 
I, I don't know. It's like learning how to walk, and day thirty is like being a professional speed skater. It's a uh, it's a it's a quick build, and it really forces the the student to be engaged. And um, so there's a chance that you know you might do day one, your thirty minute workout, and you may do it. You may feel like, man, I've got to do this again. Maybe you'll do it twice in one day. So there's no rule against that. And there's also, you know, obviously there's no rules at all, but it may take you 60 days to do the 30-day course. You might want to work, or it might take you 30 weeks. You might want to work on each day for a week, you know, whatever. So, um, so all that's getting ironed out, and then we release it to the public. And I'm super excited about that. I will uh, soon have a place where people can um, kind of sign up or at least put their name in for their interest. It's going to be, uh, we're still trying to decide how how personal the, the course is, is going to be. Um, one option, and, and, and feel free to, if, you've, if you're listening to this podcast and you're excited about getting to be part of it, of the extras of the drum mantra 3030 maybe you have an opinion on what you might like um uh, i'm hashing this out with my with my partner matt who is in milwaukee uh he and i talk daily about how to how to get all this material to people the best way but um you know one way is to just do like okay you get the course here's the course the other way is to you get the course, but you're involved in a community that's going through the course with you at the same time. I'm also part of that community and interacting with everybody. And I'm kind of leaning a little bit more towards that. And um, that means that the course will be limited to a certain amount of participants each time the course comes around. So it may be that the course is allows I don't know 20 people at a time for 30 days at a time and then the next so each basically each month a course will begin I don't know we're, we're hashing that out but um, I'll keep you posted on that anyway there's a hundred and nine there might be even more because I just did a huge um, huge overhaul on the whole program I, I really have spent dozens and dozens of hours just preparing the play-along tracks to then get ready to film myself playing all the play-along tracks for the for the uh, for the course, and I'm probably 30% through all the filming. So the the test the test pilots are actually just getting audio files and assignments. So they'll get a page assignment, a sticking assignment, and then they hit play on the audio, and and then they go to town. But it'll the the ultimate package the final package will be me demonstrating every single thing in real time so you can practice along with me on the video or you'll also have access to the mp3s and the mp3s that's what i was getting to before i did the changes there were i believe 109 tracks but now i think there are it's i think it's closer to 120 so there's 120 audio tracks that take you through 30 days of 30 minute long lessons it's a massive package it's it's basically an entire semester at a college 15 out 15, 15 it'd be like taking 15 private lessons at a college 
it's a lot of material and I'm trying to crank it into one month of work. So the, the changes that people have gone through with their time, with their coordination, with their relaxation, with their awareness has been crazy. Everybody that goes through this program, everyone that works in the book with me has these really major breakthroughs and it's so exciting to, uh, to get to almost share this with the world. I'll be doing it. We'll be doing it soon. Probably in the next seven weeks, the end of May is the, uh, is the release date, so the hopeful release date. So that's what I've been f- literally focusing on for about, I don't know, last weekend I spent 10 hours on Thursday, 10 on Friday, and 10 on Saturday focused on it. So it was 30 hours in three days. And I usually spend five or six hours a day on it um, right now. It's it's really, really taking up my time. Uh, last night I had a jazz trio gig. Monday I had a long gig backing up a, uh, a, a jazz singer. It was it was more of a I don't know it was kind of like this cabaret show thing. It was this private event with um, this really amazing singer and pianist. And so uh, and I have a gig long, super long gig t- Saturday, which is tomorrow, and then I have a gig on Sunday. So. You know, besides working on the drum mantra stuff, that's one, two, three, four, four, four gigs and a couple days of teaching. So it's things are busy. Things are busy right now, and it's and it's not even to the height. It's about to get seriously crazy for about a month. But um, anyway, so that's what's going on there. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, here's here's a thought. I've been thinking about this a lot because the other day I was having a conversation with uh, with my business partner Matt, and we we love to have these philosophical conversations about um, just your you know life experience and where your mental state is and you know what you're focused on mentally kind of starts to appear in your experience and. Um, which I totally believe and he believes and it's not only it's not really a belief it's also kind of a you know it's it's I feel like I prove it all the time and I was thinking about uh I don't know about about 10 years ago the the bass player in Chicago that I play with all the time his name is Chris Clementi and he and I have logged literally thousands of hours of playing together on every kind of situation you can imagine Chris is one of the top call bass players in Chicago. He's he's worked with Kanye. He writes for Oprah. Um, he has a master's degree. He's a college professor. He plays in a million bands. He's a composer. Uh, you know, he's he writes for a fusion band called Kick the Cat in Chicago. He's uh, he's a highly trained, highly professional dude in town, and and. Um, we drive to almost all of our gigs together so we have a lot of talk time and about 10 years ago we were both kind of like getting into a new band at the time and the one that we're in now which is this this big corporate kind of situation that and, and actually all the gigs I played this week are from from this organization that that Chris and I are kind of the the top rhythm section in the organization so 
we get put out into musical situations a lot all like these kind of they're all private and we you know we're playing we might be playing jazz one night and we might be playing uh i don't like uh country music one night we might be playing fusion one night and it's it's always different it just depends on whatever the the scene warrants so we'll be in a club and we're basically just creating the vibe for whatever event is happening anyway before all that came into reality the the life that we're experiencing now we were coming out of different bands and just starting this new journey we both had these conversations of like all right my intention for this year my intention is to work less and make more okay that's a pretty general intention that both of us kind of said it's like i'm not taking any more you know, I say no all the time to people to, and not because I don't like them, but I say no because I, I try to maintain a certain standard. And the scariest thing for a musician to do is to say no. Because when you say no, you feel like you're, you know, a, 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 being a freelance musician means you work, you only make money when you work. And if you're not working, it's real easy to start freaking out and I definitely went through years of like okay it's Tuesday and I don't have a gig oh my gosh am I going to be able to survive and it takes a lot of time it took a lot of time for me at least to start start being like okay I am going to you know raise my standard not that I've ever played with 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 dumpy players ever 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 um in my professional life. So it's just setting that intention of I'm going to work less, meaning I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to, to work six nights a week unless the money is killer and the players are killer. So it has to be like a win, 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 great playing situation, great players, great pay. Okay. I'll do it. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. And to not do it has to have something else filled in. And and so around that same time, I started, you know, really getting involved in the drum mantra concept, the very beginning stages of it where I just I just needed time. I just wanted my own time so I could listen to to what 3, 5 and 7 all sound like together. I know that sounds crazy, but I became obsessed with, with rhythm and, and with, obsessed with, with um, polymeters. And I just, I'd rather program something into Ableton and really study it than be at some, definitely at being at, from being at a bar and playing a gig. Like I don't do that anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't play in bars because I need my time to do this other work. So this was in the beginning. So, um, so I set that intention of, of, you know, great playing situations, more time for creative projects, just everything that, that now is a reality. Um, I'm driving past downtown Chicago right now and I look at all the buildings and I'm like, man, I've played in a bunch of those 
buildings. <laughs> but um, so that was kind of you know that that's kind of the, the a, a recent form of of you know setting an intention and starting to experience it. And the way to experience it is is I think this is almost cliche, but you have to believe it to see it. And and it happens to everybody but you, the important thing is you have to be able to slow down enough to recognize your thoughts because when you can really be aware of what you're thinking in your quiet moments when you're driving and you're just thinking about things or when you're around people that uh, you're comfortable around you might find yourself complaining about things and all of a sudden those complaints kind of become your reality um, so it, it starts with your thought. It really, it really begins with what you believe about your own life and what you believe about yourself. And so you kind of, you know, it, and for me, in the beginning of this whole process, it takes time. I mean, sometimes, sometimes changing your reality can take years because you've got to remember to recognize your thinking patterns and to tweak them until you believe that what you desire is actually real it actually is true and it actually is your reality and then reality starts to bend its way around to match what it is you've kind of set out in your intention and i know that seems crazy and i don't know you know hundreds of people listen to this podcast I don't know who believes what I'm saying, who's experienced what I'm saying, who thinks it's crazy, who's like, yes, absolutely. So, I mean, when you have a large uh, audience, who knows what, what everyone believes and thinks. But I'll tell you this, the people I talk to all have had this experience and are all aware that this is how life kind of works. So if it's something that you're skeptical about, there's no harm in trying. So, you know, set set an intention. Set something that's that's clear and something that's believable for yourself. And then just start to fill in the fill in the gaps when you're imagining this different reality that you want to experience. You've got to imagine all the details of it, you know? What does it look like from all angles? What who, what humans are involved in it? What locations are involved in it? What, what do you wear? What are you wearing? What does it feel like when you're experiencing this new situation that you're envisioning yourself? And once that becomes, and I'm not talking about just having daydreams and like going, oh, someday wouldn't it be great if I was, you know, the drummer in Led Zeppelin? It's got to be. It's got to be something that is real for you. Something that's 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 real and a lot of times you discover that the only thing keeping it from happening is your self-doubt and we all have it and uh, no matter what you see in someone else feeling like they have success and you're wondering how on earth did they get it so easily and so smoothly well one way that it happens is they believe it they believe it to be true about themselves. And the other thing is, who knows what they really want and where they are. You know, we can see a person and go, man, they're having, they're having a, an amazing 
successful experience in their life, but we don't know what's going on in each other per, each other's minds. You know, so they may be desiring something different, and they might feel stuck where they are. And and other people are looking at them, thinking, "Man, if I could only be that, I'd be happy." So, you know, it's a whole this game. This game of being humans is such a such a wacko deal. But it it really it's a mental game. It's a huge mental game. And if you if you if you start there instead of starting on the external like when you're looking at the world through your eyes and you're seeing everything out in the world start trying to train your brain to say this is the this is the outcome of my mental state so instead of thinking of yourself as I'm I'm this human cruising around in this world and I've got to figure out how to deal with this world look at it from the complete 180 degree opposite situation this I'm the, I'm a human in this world and what I see is what I have created in my mind now there's a there's a fine line here because you don't want to become like you don't want to have your mind become like manipulative and power hungry because it's not like I control everything in this world. You are my puppet. I am the master. It's not like that. It's like you choose how to respond to the situation that you're in. So that's why you could have one person sitting in traffic cursing and and super mad that they that they're sitting in traffic and a person right next to them is completely at peace and totally fine. It's because of the way that they're perceiving their experience. And I'll tell you this, the person who is the most peaceful is the person who is the most present. The person who is the most present means that they are not thinking about the future. They are not thinking about the past. They are just being completely at peace with what is in the moment. That's, that's kind of where happiness comes from. So that's another thing to think about. Why do we want to change our lives? Why do we want to have a different experience? Because we want to be happy. So ultimately, happiness comes from not judging. Because <laughs> as soon as you start to judge something, as soon as you start to have an opinion about a situation that does not align with what your experience is in your mind, there's conflict. And when there's conflict, there's discord and there's no happiness. So there's another here's another fine line thing that I'd love to talk about. There's a very fine line between acceptance of what is being present and apathy, which is being a victim. It looks the same from the outside looking in, it looks like acceptance and apathy can be can is are very similar and they can look the same. But apathy will have um, have a, a, a piece of depression connected to it, and acceptance will have uh, joy and kind of wonderment attached to it. Okay, so the reason I'm talking about this, and I went way back to the, the conversation that Chris and I had, because we get to check in with each other all the time over the last you know 10, maybe even longer than that, but I'm going to say 10 years. We check in 
on every time we're in the car we're like man isn't it crazy that we had this conversation this long ago and now we're experiencing what we had set our intention to be and we're like yes this is amazing this is really true and this this really works this really happens and it's been nice to uh to do that with a with a colleague my wife and i this is the the majority of our conversations i mean she's She's a yogi. She owns a yoga studio. She's an amazing yoga teacher and meditation teacher. And she absolutely is aligned with this concept. And our conversations are about this all the time as well, which is an amazing thing to have in your partner to be able to see eye to eye on something kind of deeper like that. Now, to fast forward to... uh, me coming up with this drum mantra concept and having it be this interesting idea and this kind of fascinating thing but way on the back burner way on the back burner and then it starts to become a little more real and it became a lot more real two years ago when I I finally decided okay I'm putting the book out And and I did it I made it I made it happen I put a book out and now I'm an author. Okay, that's a real thing. And I had to keep saying to, saying to myself, wow, I wrote a book. This is something that exists now, and I can call myself an author. And then I put the book out, available for sale, and surely, slowly but surely, it starts to sell. First to people I know, and then to people I don't know. And then it be, then it's like, okay, my reality is shifting. My life is starting. There are people who don't know me who have seen something about this book and have been moved enough to purchase it from all over the world. All over the world. Like dozen, probably at least a dozen different countries own, own the book now. Maybe, maybe, maybe more. And I'm like, okay, these people know nothing about me except that I'm an author and I'm a professional drummer. I'm like, wow, my reality is becoming manifest not only from my own intention, but it's starting to show up in the outside world. So my intention started to show itself in the world once you start to recognize that happening then you can really start to fill in the fill in the gaps because you can see it you can see it there's a there's a i don't know gestation is that the concept there's a period where things have to solidify things have to to find their way in your own mind and they have to attract in the world, it's not. I guess it could be overnight. I mean, some people have these overnight, immediate kind of enlightenments to their experience. But I think you know a lot of things take time because we have to wrestle with our own beliefs about ourselves. But just the other day, I'm talking to Matt and uh, Matt Cordier and. I said, man, this is really crazy. This is, this is really feeling 
like it's a real thing. I mean, I've got I've got people that are I've got people all over the world engaged in a course that I created. Um, I've got two books out of a podcast, and everything is focused on the drum mantra. And man, it's it's like I have tireless energy for it. I can work on it around the clock, and it just I just I'm excited. I get I get I have to stop because it's so tedious the details of of all the stuff that it just my brain can't take it. But but my I can do it for hours and hours and hours on end. It's like okay, I'm passionate about this. I love it. It's starting to show itself in the world as being something real that I created. Okay. I have to, and I keep letting go a little bit more. I let go a little bit more into the truth of the reality of my intention starting to be matched by my experience in the world. Now, this hap- this is just one example, a big example for me in recent times of what I what I first learned probably through, you know, studying theoretical quantum physics back in the. 80s and 90s when I read books about it because I loved the theoretical part. I love the idea of observer-created reality, the idea that, you know, an electron can can exist as a wave and it can also exist as a, as a uh, point or whatever, a, a static location. So you can either measure an electron's frequency or you can measure its location but you can't measure both and until you observe the electron it exists as both and only when you decide how you are going to perceive it as a wave or as a as a point that's when it as a particle i guess that's what it is a wave or a particle that's when it manifests to match your intention and that's kind of paraphrasing the whole concept. But I ran with that. I mean, I just fell in love with that idea. Um, I think there's another thing called Schrodinger's Cat, which was a... I think there was a mental experiment with... Uh, something had to do with a cat in a box. I don't know. But uh, again, it's like there's a potential that exists... But it doesn't become a reality until the observer makes a decision on how to observe the potential. So that's that kind of that kind of science started to merge with the philosophies of, of different religions. And I, I don't want to talk about religion, I'm talking about more like spiritual spiritual thought, like, you know, that's very related to to the thoughts of like uh, spiritual traditions that 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 focus on healing and stuff where you your mental capacity kind of makes declarations on states of being and then that that awareness kind of causes reality to Unfold in a way that is in harmony with the intention of having a healthy whatever. You know, people have the thousand. There's been millions of cases of of 
declaring things like that with, you know, healing cancer and all kinds of diseases or whatever. So it's just a really fascinating thing. And it's something that it's, it's, it's like one of those things that it's hard to believe, even though so many cases point to it being true. It's one of those things that you just have to kind of say, okay, why not? I'm going to, I'm going to try this and start, start experimenting with, with making a focused intention and, and seeing how your, your reality starts to, to show itself to you in harmony with that thought. Yeah. Okay. Well, there, there was something a little bit rabbit holeish about that whole, um, monologue. <laughs> it's funny. My, uh, you know, the podcasts that I like to listen to are usually conversations or interviews or whatever. And as much as I love having conversations with people, my podcasts seem to be the monologue very often, mainly because I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to do a podcast. I'm driving. Perfect. Let me just go ahead and try this. So there's my monologue. And it just so happens that I'm about to take my exit to this school. I start teaching in eight minutes and I'm seven minutes from the school. So I'm going to go ahead and sign off and kind of get mentally prepared for a bunch of children. (laughs) And uh, I'll talk to you soon. So I'll put this podcast up. Thanks for listening. Please reach out if you ever have any questions or comments. I'm happy to answer anything. I'm always available. Uh, Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.